Today is May the 4th. How did David's reign end? Let's find out together as we finish the book of Samuel, reading chapters 22 to 24. Today we finish the book of Samuel. It's very interesting to me that uh, the end is one that David himself has written. First of all, in chapter 22, an extended psalm. It's a psalm of triumph, a psalm of thanksgiving to the Lord in which he thanks the Lord for protecting him and delivering him from Saul first and then from his enemies. Chapter 23, uh, we begin with David's last words. Again, it's written in uh, the form of a psalm, but it's interesting what David says. In verse 2, when David describes what he has done, he says, the Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. David says, the most important thing that I have done is I have been a mouthpiece for the Lord. He is very right in that. As a king, while David's reign was very good, uh, he extended Israel beyond any other king of Israel. It was the largest the nation ever became under David and Solomon. The reason for that was the vacuum of power. Egypt was weak and Babylon and Assyria were weak. And so Israel expanded its territory during that time. We've already seen that as a king, David had a number of people who were adversaries, even inside Israel. Now, at the end of chapter 23, we have, frankly, what's one of my favorite portions of Scripture. It's the story of the uh, 40 great men who surrounded David, his personal bodyguard, men that were loyal and true to David. Uh, we start with the three, and the three was, uh, you may never have heard of these. There was Jashobim, the Hakmonite, Eliezer, son of Dodai, and Shammah, son of Agi. Are you familiar with those names? The escapades that they had, they're narrated here. And uh, you could uh, uh, write a movie about any one of them. Then we have 37 others, some of whom we have their escapades, some of whom just their names. But they were David's loyal warriors, men of war, each one. Um, wonderful friends. It's interesting. It ends with the name Uriah the Hittite, the husband of Bathsheba, whom David had killed by an Ammonite sword. In chapter 24, the last thing that is recorded that David did He takes a census, and after he takes the census, the Lord is angry. Now, why is the Lord angry? Because of counting the people. 
There are two possible reasons. One, David may have been looking for the number of people with which he could go to battle. He might have been trying to get uh, uh, the size of Israel's army as opposed to trusting the Lord. The second reason, David might have been getting a census of all of the men of working age in Israel because David had begun forced labor. We find that out in uh, chapter 20, verse 24. Adoniram was in charge of the labor force. One of the ways to levy taxes, one would be financial, pay this amount of silver. The other would be work for the king for this number of weeks. Apparently in Israel, they had to do both. Solomon, his son, continued the labor force. We see that in 1 Kings chapter 4. And again in 5, Solomon built, of course, the temple, his own palace. He built the city of Jerusalem into a magnificent city. How did he do that? He taxed the people with what's called a levy. The levy is simply, you owe the king X number of weeks of work. And there were hundreds of thousands that Solomon employed, perhaps because of the census. He knew what his workforce would be. At any rate, the Lord is displeased. Uh, the Lord punishes Israel. David uh, pleads for the Lord to stop uh, the plague that has struck Israel. He does, and David, David builds an altar there. And that is how the Lord answered his prayer. The very final verse of the book of 2 Samuel, David built an altar there to the Lord and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the Lord answered his prayer for the land, and the plague on Israel was stopped. 2 Samuel ends with the story of the Lord's anger against David and how Israel suffered because of that anger. What an end. What an end. Let's read about it together. 2 Samuel 22-24 New Living Translation 2 Samuel 22 David sang this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from all his enemies and from Saul. He sang, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me in my place of safety. He is my refuge, my Savior, the one who saves me from violence. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. The waves of death overwhelmed me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I cried to my God for help. He heard me from the sanctuary. My cry reached his ears. Then the earth quaked and trembled. The foundations of the heavens shook. They quaked because of his anger. Smoke poured from his nostrils. Fierce flames leaped from his mouth. Glowing coals blazed forth from him. 
He opened the heavens and came down. Dark storm clouds were beneath his feet. Mounted on a mighty angelic being, he flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. He shrouded himself in darkness, veiling his approach with dense rain clouds. A great brightness shone around him, and burning coals blazed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot arrows and scattered his enemies. His lightning flashed, and they were confused. Then at the command of his breath, at the blast of his breath, the bottom of the sea could be seen, and the foundations of the earth were laid bare. He reached down from heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemies, from those who hated me and were too strong for me. They attacked me at a moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence. For I've kept the ways of the Lord and have not turned from my God to follow evil. I've followed all his regulations. I've never abandoned his decrees. I am blameless before God. I have kept myself from sin. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He has seen my innocent. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity, you show integrity. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. You rescue the humble, and your eyes watch the proud and humiliate them. O Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true, for he is a shield for all who look to him for protection. For who is God except the Lord? Who but our God is a solid rock? God is my strong fortress, and he makes my way perfect. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. You have given me your shield of victory, your help has made me great. You've made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. I chased my enemies and destroyed them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I consumed them. I struck them down so they did not get up. They fell beneath my feet. You've armed me with strength for the battle. You've subdued my enemies under my feet. You've placed my foot on their necks. I've destroyed all who hated me. They looked for help, but no one came to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but he refused to answer. I ground them as fine as the dust of the earth. I trampled them in the gutter like dirt. You gave me victory over my accusers. You preserved me as the ruler over nations. People I don't even know now serve me. Foreign nations cringe before me. As soon as they hear of me, they submit. They lose all their courage and come trembling from their stronghold. The Lord lives. Praise to my rock. May God, the rock of my salvation, be exalted. 
He is the God who pays back those who harm me. He brings down the nations under me and delivers me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You save me from violent opponents. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. You give great victories to your king. You show unfailing love to your anointed, to David and all his descendants forever. 2 Samuel 23. These are the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, speaks. David, the man who was raised up so high. David, the man anointed by the God of Jacob. David, the sweet psalmist of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His words are upon my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The rock of Israel said to me, The one who rules righteously, who rules in the fear of God, is like the light of morning at sunrise, like a morning without clouds, like the gleaming of the sun or new grass after rain. Is it not my family God has chosen? Yes, he's made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and success. But the godless are like thorns to be thrown away, for they tear the hand that touches them. One must use iron tools to chop them down. They'll be totally consumed by fire. These are the names of David's mightiest warriors. The first was Jeshobim, the Hakmonite, who was the leader of the three, the three mightiest warriors among David's men. He once used his spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a single battle. Next in rank among the three was Eleazar, son of Dodai, a descendant of Ahoah. Once Eleazar and David stood together against the Philistines when the entire Israelite army had fled. He killed Philistines until his hand was too tired to lift his sword. And the Lord gave him a great victory that day. The rest of the army didn't return until it was time to collect the plunder. Next in rank was Shammah, son of Agi from Harar. One time the Philistines gathered at Lehi and attacked the Israelites in a field full of lentils. The Israelite army fled, but Shammah held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Once during the harvest, when David was at the cave of Adullam, the Philistine army was camped in the valley of Rephaim. The three, who were among the thirty, an elite group among David's fighting men, went down to meet him there. David was staying in the stronghold at the time, and a Philistine detachment had occupied the town of Bethlehem. David had remarked longingly to his men, Oh, how I'd love some of the good water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem. So the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem, and brought it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. The Lord forbid that I should drink this, he exclaimed. This water is as precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me. So David didn't drink it. These are the examples of the exploits of the three. Abishai, son of Zeruiah, the brother of Joab, was the leader of the thirty. He once used his spear to kill three hundred enemy warriors in a single battle. It was by such feats that he became as famous as the three. Abishai was the most famous of the thirty and was their commander, though he was not one of the three. 
There was also Benaiah, a son of Jehoiada, a valiant warrior from Kabzeel. He did many heroic deeds, which including killing two champions of Moab. Another time on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. Once armed with only a club, he killed an imposing Egyptian warrior who was armed with a spear. Benaiah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hands and killed him with it. Deeds like these made Benaiah as famous as the three mightiest warriors. He was more honored than the other members of the 30, though he wasn't one of the three. David made him captain of his bodyguard. Other members of the 30 included Asahel, Joab's brother, Elhanan, son of Dodo from Bethlehem, Shammah from Herod, Alika from Herod, Helez from Balan, Ira, son of Ikesh from Tekoa, Abiezer from Anathoth, Sibekai from Husha, Zalmon from Ahoa, Maharai from Netopha, Heled, son of Bana from Netopha, Ithai, son of Ribai from Gibeah in the land of Benjamin, Benaiah from Pirathon, Hurai from Nahel Gaash, Abialbon from Arabah, Azmafeth from Bahurim, Eliaba from Shalbon, the sons of Jashin, Jonathan, son of Shagi of Harar, Ahiam, son of Sharar from Harar, Eliphelet, son of Ahazbai from Makkah, Eliam, son of Ahithophel from Gilo, Hezro from Carnal, Parai from Arba, Egal, son of Nathan from Zobah, Banai from God, Zelek from Ammon, Naharai from Beeroth, the armor-bearer of Joab, son of Zeruiah, Ira from Jatir, Gareb from Jatir, Uriah the Hittite. There were 37 in all. Second Samuel 24 Once again the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he caused David to harm them by taking a census. Go and count the people of Israel and Judah, the Lord told him. So the king said to Joab and the commanders of the army, Take a census of all the tribes of Israel, from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, so I may know how many people there are. But Joab replied to the king, May the Lord your God let you live to see a hundred times as many people as there are now. But why, my lord the king, do you want me to do this? But the king insisted that they take a census. So Joab and the commanders of the army went out to count the people of Israel. First they crossed the Jordan and camped at Aroer, south of the town in the valley, in the direction of Gad. Then they went to Jazer, then to Gilead in the land of Tatim Hodshi, and to Dan John, and around to Sidon. Then they came to the fortress of Tyre, and all the towns of the Hivites and Canaanites. Finally, they went south to Judah as far as Bathsheba. Having gone through the entire land for nine months and twenty days, they returned to Jerusalem. Joab reported the number of people to the king. There were 800,000 capable warriors in Israel who could handle a sword and 500,000 in Judah. But after he'd taken the census, David's conscience began to bother him. And he said to the Lord, I've sinned greatly by taking this census. Please forgive my guilt, Lord, for doing this foolish thing. 
The next morning, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Gad, who was David's seer. This was his message. Go and say to David, this is what the Lord says. I'll give you three choices. Choose one of these punishments, and I'll inflict it on you. So Gad came to David and asked him, will you choose three years of famine throughout the land, three months of fleeing from your enemies, or three days of severe plague throughout your land? Think this over and decide what answer I should give to the Lord who sent me. I'm in a desperate situation, David replied to Gad. But let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great. Don't let us fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel that morning, and it lasted for three days. A total of 70,000 people died throughout the nation, from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south. But as the angel was preparing to destroy Jerusalem, the Lord relented and said to the death angel, Stop, that's enough. At that moment, the angel of the Lord was by the threshing floor of Arauna, the Jebusite. When David saw the angel, he said to the Lord, I'm the one who's sinned and done wrong, but these people are as innocent as sheep. What have they done? Let your anger fall against me and my family. That day, Gad came to David and said to him, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arauna, the Jebusite. So David went up to do what the Lord had commanded him. When Arauna saw the king and his men coming toward him, he came and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Why have you come, my lord the king? Arauna asked. David replied, I've come to buy your threshing floor and to build an altar to the Lord there so that he will stop the plague. Take it, my lord the king. Use it as you wish, Arauna said to David. Here are oxen for the burnt offering, and you can use the threshing boards and ox yokes for wood to build a fire on the altar. I will give it to you all, your majesty. May the Lord your God accept your sacrifice. The king replied to Arauna, No, I insist on buying it. I will not present burnt offerings to the Lord my God that have cost me nothing. So David paid him 50 pieces of silver for the fleshing floor and the oxen. David built an altar there to the Lord and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the Lord answered his prayer for the land, and the plague on Israel was stopped. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we begin the reading of the book of Matthew, and we'll find out what was the core of Jesus' early years.